0: Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it, so even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. And the time when you can't find pause or confirmation when your face is gonna open doors You do what you gotta
0: do stumble through Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arugio. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer. And today my wonderful guest is Regan Milne and we're going to talk about self-help or bullshit. Regan, can you introduce yourself for our lovely listeners?
1: Well, uh, my name is Regan Milne. I've known Paula since our time in college at USQ. Um, We had slightly different degrees. Um, I was more science-based background, so that would probably explain my aversion to irreparable sources. Um, And Mm. specifically, uh, at the moment, I'm doing stand-up comedy. You can see me at venues all across uh, Brisbane. Uh, generally for free so yeah lucky you
0: like yeah do those um up bits come with citations because you know
1: science no, no, nothing says comedy like citations <laughs> so.
0: I just wondered you know like it, you're super into making sure all of your references are super reliable credible not biased so I just thought oh, maybe there is a leaflet at the end you just hand out and go and if you have any questions here are my fucking sources <laughs>
1: Um, I did uh, write a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex joke uh, mm. recently. I'll, I'll just tell you this now. Um it's His name's Tyrannosaurus Rex. He went extinct 68 million years ago. Okay, don't pretend you are close and call him T-Rex. <laughs> and I actually Googled how long he went extinct for Sixty-eight, sixty 60 to 68 million is the correct range. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do... Like very to, on the side k- of like, like, That's mainly for myself. I doubt anyone in the crowd's like, you need to put a range on that. Scientific <laughs> data says it's a range. Like carbon dating isn't quite – no, it's, that's a very specific heckle, which I don't think I've gotten. Yet. Yet. Yeah. When's, your, uh, next, this, when's after, your next gig again? <laughs> after this podcast. I can just imagine and it's like – and afterwards and it's like my, – my only reaction will be, thank you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely. So if you hear that happening at any of his gigs, it is definitely me – you won't hear it because it will be recorded, and I will be running. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, have you stumbled through anything this week, Regan?
1: Uh, yes, I would say. Uh, I I feel like i um, saying that you don't stumble is sort of ingenuous because obviously everyone sort of stumbles in little sort of sections and parts, and saying that you had a perfect week is, uh, I guess, sort of a cop out. Like you could always do a slightly bit better. Like, maybe it's for the perfectionist in me talking and. Um, but realistically the examples I struggled through, um, I only went to the gym twice. I wanted to go three times. But so. you still went
0: twice. Yeah. That's two out of three. That's fucking good odds.
1: Look. Yeah. That's, I guess that's a stumble. I didn't fall. Like, uh, I mean, if you're walking up the steps, you sort of trip stumble. You don't actually like break your knee, but you mm-hmm. know, someone behind you sort of has a giggle. I mean, that's a stumble, but there's no permanent injury. I Unless mean,
0: they got that on camera.
1: Again, Paula, following me <laughs> around with the camera and the heckles. This is this is great.
0: I am really nice to my friends, I swear, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Pacific website, com. Oh, shit.
0: Have I renewed the domain on that? Fuck. <laughs> so uh, let's get straight into it with the definition of self-help. Um, have you got one?
1: I've got one, but I think we could all change it and vary it depending because it's – a bit like the authors, a bit wishy-washy. There's mm. a, you know, it can be all to end all, but I've got uh, self-help is self-guided improvement. Um, so it could be economically, intellectually, emotionally. So that's a. Uh,
0: Excellent. I've got the one from Miriam Webster and it says that um, the action or process of bettering oneself or overcoming one's problems without the aid of others, um, especially the coping with one's personal or emotional problems without professional help. I don't know how I feel about that. If that is what self-help is, like, wow.
1: Well, uh, you should feel uh, nervous. Um, but you should ultimately pay the five grand it costs to do these courses. Because like,
0: uh, it will make my nerves go away?
1: Yeah, it'll, uh-huh. it'll do everything. Don't you worry. Uh-huh. Um,
0: Good. Is there like an asterisk? I feel like there's an asterisk <laughs> hovering above that sentence somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you might not get it on the first go. I mean, you know, just try, try again.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Already, and then um, we've also got the definition here for self-improvement. Um, have you got one?
1: Um, look, I think I've already said uh, semantics Surround this topic, uh, hard, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think realistically self-improvement, I think for our conversation, we'll do it as an overarching, uh, anything that in which you try and prove yourself. So, you know, you could say a university course is self-improvement, going to the gym, self-improvement, like just generally where you want to try and uh, better yourself in some capacity.
0: Yep. Basically got that on Miriam Webster too. So yeah. So now that we have our, um, working definitions in place because this is definitely a university essay <laughs> um, oh man that, that was the best part of the essay though just coming up with working definitions because it was like fucking fantastic this is 300 <laughs> words for nothing
1: i i love how you've structured the podcast where it's like let's get the most interesting part uh <laughs> dictionary definitions <laughs> at the start we'll start with like the boom headshot <laughs> and then you know if we got time the other stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> well look we're gonna be like. It, it's more functional to do the headshot first and then to just have your fun later, right? Like when um when Pablo Escobar used to execute people, first it was the headshot <laughs> and then the rest were just to really, like, drive home the humiliation. This has gone really dark really fast.
1: I, uh, I'm, so- d- I'm just thinking, like, I haven't read that self-help book. That's a...
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I think we have different uh. definitions of self-help <laughs> here. It's like Tony Robbins, Pablo <laughs> Escobar, like a... <laughs> Um, I saw a new yeah. Netflix documentary on Ted Bundy. Uh, I don't oh know if God. we know. Oh God.
0: <laughs> So um, is it the concept or the industry that you object to? Uh,
1: look, that's a fairly deep question. Um, that's why I th- there is a lot read. to it. And luckily we've only got 45 minutes. Um, ah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a basic level, like surface level, you can't argue with the uh, notion that you want to improve. Like that's inoperable But I feel like there are different ways in which you can improve and some of them are inherently bad. Now with the concept of self-help, I feel like there is a bit of an issue there because realistically you haven't got the training to do what you want to do, what you want to improve in. Cause obviously if you did, it wouldn't be self-help and it'd just be referring to your current knowledge base and implementing it. So with self-help, I mean, if you're doing it yourself, you notice a lack in, say, your fitness, um, you're self-diagnosing there. Like you're saying, well, okay, that's my particular issue and, you know, what I need is burpees. Because um, now-
0: everyone needs burpees. That's clearly. No, <laughs> Zane is shaking his head with this, like, look like he just sucked on a lemon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and. And realistically, I mean, if you're saying, if you walk past a shop and you go read a title where it says, you know, this is, this is the answer to all your questions and it doesn't even know what your question is yet.
0: But isn't that like, isn't that legally called puffery? So you can make that claim because legally it's not actually making a false promise. It's just this extravagant thing like world's best taco. Like no one, no one can believe that. So it's legally they're fine.
1: Yeah, but uh, generally with the food industry, it has to be a taco. (laughs) (laughs) With with self-help, there's no sort of defining like this This has to work. This has to have been peer-reviewed. This has to be tried and tested in some capacity. Like there's there's nothing that sort of says, you know, you're required to have passed X test before you can publish said thing. And there's no updating mechanism. So one of the most famous books is Tony Robbins, um, Unlimited Power. And in it, he talks about uh, neuro-linguistic programming, um, which was big in the 80s, um, then discredited in the 90s. And Mm. it's still uh, fairly, you know, if you read the Wikipedia page, it says for pseudoscience. And if you look up for pseudoscience, you uh, understand why I'm Mm. apprehensive towards it. But that still sells. Tony Robbins Mm. still sells. And I think if you ask him about, you know, certain techniques in which to improve, uh, he will mention anchoring which is um, the idea if you do a certain action while feeling happy, like if you like uh, tap your leg mm. and go, oh, I'm happy, you know, or watch a happy song and you got that. And then suddenly it's programmed into you. So next time you're feeling sad, you just tap your leg. And then suddenly you remember all those happy things and it's oh. back. Or um, if you use certain words, they, you know, do the same mm. sort of mechanism. And both of those are proven to be considerable um, hogwash. Right. Well. But there's, there's no requirement. There's no um, overall body saying, look, you can't tell that. It's not like peer review mm. where there was an issue with vaccines where there was one study that said certain things about autism, um, but that has been since decredited and obviously corrected. Like there's a process involved and it's, it's self-correcting, but the self health industry, there isn't. Um, and look, there is a thing to be said about even the mechanism for seeking happiness. Uh, reinforces your isolation from its presence. Mm. So if you're seeking happiness, you're admitting to the fact that you currently aren't or can't be happy unless you apply a certain topic.
0: Right. So t- leading into my um, next question, fantastically, thank you, is um, how do we spot bullshit gurus? Like we're talking about how, you know, it's not peer-reviewed. It doesn't get updated with new knowledge as it comes through. So how do we spot people who are, you know, trained in the art of neuroscience or who are charlatans.
1: I think, uh, again, the peer review process is good in this way and looking at credentials because realistically, the thing you've got to ask yourself is um, when you pick up a book, the specific book, what skill set do you want to gain from reading this book and why is the guy writing this book an authority? Mm. And I mean think that's fairly two fairly good questions, and you'll see it all the time there's certain people that they have a good knowledge base in a certain topic, but they'll venture off into other stuff, and then suddenly you're like well you're you're smart mm-hmm. in that area, but you need to Calm your farm. Um, Could you give us some
0: examples to like illustrate well, your
1: point? Well, Jordan Peterson. He is mm. a clinical a psychologist.
0: Isn't, he's also like into neuro. He's done neuroscience um, no. research, hasn't he?
1: Uh, I don't. No, not neuroscience is a slightly different different field. He's a uh, clinical based. Oh, okay. um, he was a lecturer, however, in that specific topic. So mm. um, you'll you'll listen to certain things. He'll recommend self offering, journaling. You know, meditation mm. to a degree. Like he'll he'll say the ideas and. Related to the topic of psychology, well, but he's now a paid public intellectual and he'll give opinions on feminism, philosophy, uh, look, a, a lot of topics. And on climate change recently, he, um, I don't have the exact quote with me, but it basically said that, look, there's, there's a lot of contention about it and it may even be an ideological battle now, and which is a real right-wing talking point, when realistically he's not a climate scientist mm. and there's 99.9% of them basically agree that climate change is a thing, it's man-made and it's happening. Now, Jordan Peterson would say, you know, obviously carbon dioxide increases atmospheric temperatures, but, you know, maybe the effects are, are you know, mm. politicised. And he doesn't really have the authority to make that sort of claim. Um, and I guess... If you look at where he actually does have a knowledge base, you know, there, there probably is some value there. But then you have to look at the specific book he wrote, which was like 12 Rules. Yeah, 12
0: Rules for Life. He's doing a book tour this month in Brisbane, actually.
1: Yes, um, some friends of mine are actually going and uh, I've linked them some articles, so I'll let them know um, my opinion.
0: Oh, you've got an article? You have an article? Where can I you don't find have an article. article. No, oh, uh, okay. other
1: people have articles and strong opinions. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll stop delving into him specifically because <laughs> I imagine that uh, – you know, I don't want to do a left-right thing, but uh yeah. yeah. So if you're a right winger, chances are you like him, and just the way he's sort of written, it 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 propagates. Uh, you know, it, it sort of mm. comes across as like you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and you can do this. Which mm. is, um you know, maybe some people and the sort of if he was having a psychological discussion with them, that would be the right way to approach it. But mm. it is sort of a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach. Which realistically, you'd want if you. Had, tackling deep dark issues, you'd want feedback. You'd want to know at least that your perception of your current issue was correct. And I think that can only be done through an actual psychologist. Mm. So like really like with a
0: one on one session with that exactly. psychologist. Not like going into a seminar and being like, hello <laughs> from the
1: back row. <laughs> oh, oh um that leads me into my next one actually. Ooh, okay because, okay. Uh, Tony Robbins and he is amazing in the sense that he is scary. Um, Sorry, what?
0: He, um, he is, he is. Amazingly scary is that? Yeah, what? He is,
1: he is like a very charismatic speaker. You will feel in like empowered. He he uses all the tricks and tri- like all the tricks and tips you get from you know organized religion and you know hypnotism and stage. Um, just just how to amp up a crowd, keep them going, keep them in a certain mindset, and just sort of. There's a documentary on Netflix. It's called uh, Tony Robbins' I Am Not Your Guru. Um, mm. he, the, the Pacific film crew filmed his six-day course. Now, the six-day course is a pinnacle of his products. He offers mm-hmm. tons of products, but that's the pinnacle. Um, there's one in Cairns in May, and they get the back row. The very back row, it mm-hmm. costs you six grand Australian. Just Wait for, for the whole course? Just for the whole course, yeah. But you don't get that. It doesn't include accommodation or anything. That's so. Just that's a, like a
0: grand a day. Yes. For a six-day course, uh, not including anything else. Exactly. That's intense. That's it, a, it is, ooh. and uh, is it air conditioned?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Tony Robbins in the room with them, so he'd insist. Like, but he, he what
0: just, if what if he just had like people behind him who were the air conditioning?
1: Like, <laughs> just just fans, like yeah. you know, discount tickets. Literally, fans yeah. <laughs> I'm your
0: biggest fan, literally. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like puns. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, Zane's giving me that look again. He ain't happy with that. Oh, I've just crumpled into (laughs) dust. (laughs) But
1: but if you look at the documentary, he gets, he just basically um, tries to get down to the deep root of what's your cause. You know, is it a mummy issue? Is it a daddy issue? In a crowd of like two and a half thousand people. And like, he'll have people write down the deepest, darkest fields on notes. He'll go from and like call out names and go try and think. So in this documentary, yeah, in this documentary, he, uh, the specific one, which was part of a, um, A sex cult oh yeah and you know she had all sorts of issues growing up and obviously the best way to confront them was with Tony Robbins one-on-one with 25,000 people like 2,500 people watching and I mean uh, look at documentary you know she seems relatively happy that happened I guess it's a supportive
0: environment like it's yeah no one in that environment is going to be there to be like well, that was bullshit. Like everyone is there to support each other, so I suppose in a way, it's it's pretty safe like that.
1: I I, I just left a bad feeling because I feel like uh you know it was almost exploiting like her mm. trauma to send like oh, okay if she can get through this I can get through this and adding value to the course and True. and I mean it's is it realistically is Tony Robbins who hasn't got a, mm. any sort of degree in any of that sort of um, mental
0: is he the best person to handle what is at best a very very complicated and thorny situation. Like that's, that's not one hour with your therapist and done that's um, you need some TLC and support with that.
1: And yeah. And he just, he does that a lot throughout the documentary. And the amazing thing about this documentary is he had final cut edit. So Mm -hmm. he chose the way he wanted to look. And you know, these are sort of things that came forward. And so he's going to look great in it, but even while he's projecting exactly what he wants into the world with this documentary, It's still – it gave me the EBGBs. Wow. And, look, uh, I will talk about one aspect of Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins is that he does use – it's called the law of attraction. Now, I'm going to mention this in a few other authors. Basically, the the idea behind the law of attraction is what you think becomes the universe around you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's something – kind of to it in the sense that if you think happy thoughts, you'll be a happy person. And you think sad points, you're going to be mm. a sad person. There is a perspective and there's obviously some thought behind that, but they take it to a sort of next level where um, the bad stuff in your life is because you're thinking that, that you deserve the bad stuff mm. and the good stuff is happening because you fought about it hard enough and it's eventually appreciating. All right. And there's also some like mystical mumbo jumbo universal sort of it's listening to your brainwaves mm. sort of aspect behind it. Um, and look, you may be of the opinion that the universe is listening in that way, but I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically, it, it doesn't even make sense from the perspective that there's been tons of times where people would probably been like starving of food, and they weren't thinking like God, I'd really hate a her hamburger, like they. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, This leads into our Things I've Never Said segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss. This week, we have three submissions from lovely people who responded to my Instagram shout out. Please follow us on Instagram. That'd be really cool. Um, The first one touches on uh, what we were just discussing. Well, first two, actually. Um, one says all these expensive planners and guides are really going to get my life together. Self-help is expensive. And we sort of touched on that with Tony Robbins and then the other, um, they kind of go together. Well, they went from the same submission, but, um, is I always start on such a determined high, like, yeah, this time it will work. But then three months go by, I've only read five chapters and have done maybe one thing differently.
1: And I think that's an interesting point and in sort of why I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive to even recommend self-help books, which are, you know, on the fields and topics of the specific person's um, strength is because when you go into a self-help book and you say, look, I need to improve my ex, you, you've already acknowledged and taken the first step of, I acknowledge a certain problem and I want to fix it. So you've probably already got that motivational boost without even having to look at the book. So, I mean, if you took that into an actionable plan and started working towards it, you know, you, the, the listener there said, um, I've, I've got four mm. weeks of trying to read this book. Mm. Like you're wasting your motivation for that specific improvement on trying to get through a book which you hope will fast track future attempts.
0: Oh, okay. Well, tell me more about that. So um, instead of wasting their motivation on like reading that particular book, what would you – what what would you suggest would be a, a better use?
1: I think a bad plan adjusted is better than a perfect plan never implemented.
0: Oh, oh I see. So it's kind of like um, instead of coming up with a really great plan, just figure shit out as you go along. Kind of like you want to do this, so give it a go and then look back at it, rework it, go again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I feel like there's a lot more to be gained from taking that specific angle um, mm. and trying to at least correct later on if you need to. Yeah. And and at least getting up there and attempting. Cause you know, if you're coming from a background of having never really attempted it and you've now got the motivation, to at least try. Yeah. Take what you know from popular culture and then try and implement that. I mean, because you'll be amazed at sort of what already seeped into your consciousness just mm. through general pop. Like a, you know, I mean if you're starting a diet like as you and apprehensive about, you know, your shape or figure. I mean, there's, there's an aspect to it where you go, well, you sort of know a bad diet. So instead of like trying to find a perfect one where you need to meal prep seven times a week and, you know, adhering to this different things, I mean, if you just took very simple steps towards improving it and then after a month, you're like, well, you know, let's see if I can even fast track it a bit further. That makes more sense. And you can look at a certain expert in that field and then look towards improving it, uh, which is, I think, a better path of correction than a book. And I think even better path than that would be not even reading the book. It'd just be going straight to someone who's an expert in the field and looking at the specifics of what you've tried. And so they can comment on it because I feel Mm -hmm. like mentorship and, uh, you know, actually going to someone who's uh, more knowledgeable in that field and looking at your specific situation is infinitely more valuable Mm -hmm. than trying to uh, listen to a certain author and give the thing. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like a big issue with also with that is that the author, they're coming from the perspective of their own background mm. and trying to explain it from where their specific issues were. Um, there's, a, there's a there's a saying that uh, great sportsmen make bad coaches.
0: Oh, I think I've heard of that. Like um, just because you're necessarily good at one thing doesn't necessarily mean that you can put it in a context to help someone else with it. Like, yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's a value in sharing your own story because it can, you know, inspire and motivate people. But yeah, using your own personal experience may not necessarily be the best way to like coach someone else through whatever they're trying to get through.
1: And uh, more the point, like if you were a great sportsman, um, generally you got there because you were learned at a better, quicker rate and you didn't quite have the struggle. So if you were to compare like a most – Sporting teams, the really good coaches were they made the national team, but they struggled to get there. They worked really hard, they had to like grind out their specific skill set so mm. they understand how hard it is to get that skill and what they took to you know have to do it. Well, I'm sure you know a certain one where they naturally could kick a ball, they mm. you know, when they see someone struggling, they're like, Do it. There's, mm. there's, there's a great scene actually in Extras, um, where that's a Ricky based show, <laughs> and they got um uh, Ian. Yeah, Ian McKimley. Um, sorry, Emma sorry, McCallum. McKellen. Sir Emma McKellum. And, you know, he asked him, it's like, how do you act? And it's like, well, the thing you do is you pretend to be the character you're portraying. <laughs> oh, my
0: God, yes, I remember this. I've seen this everywhere on Facebook. And it's, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I wouldn't want to learn from someone who's just been able to do it, like, first time perfectly. Like, that's not going to help me. I want to learn from someone who's been through shit And struggled because what's the point? Yeah. Um, And this also leads to our last one, which I think we sort of touched on. Um, Growth is a process and it isn't linear. You're going to fall down a lot, but that doesn't mean you haven't grown. And I think that that's something that we all need to keep in mind when we're just getting through everyday life, really. But also when you're trying to grow and learn something new or like just get better at something that struggling and falling on your face is part of the journey
1: exactly yeah and i feel like there's a there's almost like a um so that people downplay the aspect of the failing part of it like they don't you know if you are failing then they feel like that's that's bad when it's actually just a part of the process Mm. i mean as a stand-up comic the amount of times i'm like this is a hilarious joke go up in a crowd and the crowd is of a different opinion (laughs) 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 and and at that point, it, it's humbling, obviously, and I could call myself a failure, but I feel like uh, I'm not. I've got other stuff which is good. I just that specific joke needs reworking. Mm. It's retooling. There might be something there that might not be. Maybe it'll only ever be funny to me. And sometimes I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. But, but realistically, you can't you can't ignore like ignore the part that you know mm. two steps forward, one step back is a large part of you know yeah. the growth process.
0: What's that? Um- what's that f scott fitzgerald quote and it's like uh never confuse a great defeat with a final defeat or something oh. to that and it's like yeah it was shit you fell in your face it's not the last one though like you can still keep going yeah i'd like to um give you the opportunity have you have we covered um or is there something left that you wanted to cover before we went or
1: uh look I feel like I need to slander a few authors just so I can get Whoa, out of my system. Do I need a legal representative
0: here to just uh, cover me and my ass for slander? Or, no, that would be you because it's published here, but like I had nothing. I do not necessarily endorse what he is about to say.
1: <laughs> okay, here's a list of authors I don't like. <laughs> um, right. The worst book I've ever read, um, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, straight up it it's it's insulting to read um the idea behind the book is the law of attraction but they don't actually tell you what the uh that is they imply it with very obvious stories and you're like oh can you read through the lines and it's a massive slap in the face and then it was rewritten a few a few decades later called the secret um same idea um also got um what are we for time like
0: Oh, no, we've got some time. You can still. Oh, fantastic. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Settle in, kids.
1: Uh, John, John Gray, um, he's better known as the author for Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. That
0: was a, a, that very, was a book in Bridget Jones.
1: Look, it's a book in it everywhere. It's a very popular book. Um, here's a quote from him. Quote, mm-hmm. uh, the reason why there is so much divorce is that feminism promotes independence in women. I'm very happy for women to find greater independence, but when you go too far in that direction, then who's at home? So, so yeah, apparently Venus is another term for the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that. Uh, and and look, look, uh, I'm not saying the whole book. I'm sure there's some good stuff in that book, but if, if the author has come to that opinion, then you know, tread carefully. Uh, he also has the book How to Get What You Want and Want What You Have, so I'm sure that one's fine as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll lastly end with uh, Robert Kawasaki. He is a rich dad for Poor Dad fame. Oh, I've
0: seen that book. <laughs> I've seen? I've seen that book.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, there is just straight up – bad advice in there. like, and there's no regulation to say it has to be good or bad advice. So in it, he advocates um, for a felony, like an American felony. He says that if you've got rich friends, um, ask for trading stock, um, you know, based on non-public information, which is the definition of insider, insider trading. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah uh, but, but that's what friends are for, quote.
0: <laughs> well... Um
1: and I feel, I feel like um, <laughs> at least the point that um, you can generally tell which books to avoid. But if you look at their um, how many books they published, and he's published with like Rich Dad Poor Dad, probably twenty books in the last um, you know twenty years. A book a
0: year—that's that's a a lot of writing he's done.
1: And I'll, I'll read you some of my f- funniest ones from there because there's some here which you just tell from the title they're great. Um, look, why A students work for C students, and why B students work for the government. Rich Dad's Guide to Financial Education for Parents.
0: That's very confusing. Um, right. Yeah. And to round out the podcast with my lovely chat with you, um, I would like to ask you, what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same?
1: Um, cult. Cult <laughs> every time. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, if Tony Robbins have taught me anything, it's that you, uh, if you got a good thing, it's even better if everyone's worshiping you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: so Regan, where can we find you doing stand-up comedy when, I mean, this will probably go out after your next gig, but where are you a local?
1: Um, look, I, I apply all over the place. I think it's just better to uh, follow me. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram at Regan, uh, three, six, five, um, which is by call and mm-hmm. I think that'll probably be where the easy to find a way to find gigs and yeah if you can't find me then just go to support local stand-up um a lot of us are funny a lot of us aren't but you know it, a, an audience would be appreciated away
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go I mean one could even say it would uh, be an act of philanthropy and that's my only joke for the podcast um definitely go check him out you can find him on instagram he is followed by this podcast and he's the guy wearing the blue hat So, you know, if you're ever confused. Um, Thank you so, so much for listening. And thanks as always to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for recording and producing and also putting up with my bullshit. Uh, Thank you to Claudia Piggott, who's done the graphics and the music was arranged by Jess Fletcher. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod. And that's all for now. Thank you so much. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.
1: Is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better.
0: Music, lights, and
1: spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's Important lessons, Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical. Subscribe to Musicals Told Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts.
0: Or at our website at that'snotcanonproductions.com. A
1: That's Not Cannon Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?